0: Good. Hey, uh, hey, Caden, I put you on the spot. Will you pull up that texting app? One, the slide that tells us the phone. Look at that. I didn't even have to put him on the spot. That kid's on the ball. If you have not signed up for our text app to to receive texts from Harvest Church, I encourage you to pull your phone out right now, and you can do so. Um, The phone number you want to text to is the 81010. And then... In the message, you put at, the at sign, and harvest. Now, don't misspell that. There is no T on the end of harvest. So if you're, if you're not receiving texts from us, for example, I sent one out earlier this week about the donuts. So if you didn't get that, sign up. Something's not right. So go ahead and sign up. And again, we're not going to just sit here and hammer you with a million texts throughout the week and harass you. It's just informational purposes, give you updates, things like that. So if you have your phone... Go ahead and do that here and now. We'll get you signed up. Do I see anybody doing it? Maybe a couple people, so that's good. And then announcement, tomorrow night, Monday evening, we are having a special service. We're going to actually start doing this the first Monday of the month at 7 p.m. We're going to have a special teaching service. Is anybody on Facebook? Follow us on Facebook. What are we teaching about this week? The Holy Spirit. If you've got questions about the Holy Spirit, come to this. You are not going to want to miss out on this. If you're wondering about the gift of speaking in tongues, come to this. This is what this is all about. It's a wonderful gift from God that you don't want to miss out on. The second best thing you can get your hands on apart from salvation. So Monday night at 7 p.m., join us for that. Don't miss out on that. I feel like there was one other thing I was supposed to announce, but... uh, Apparently it has evaded me, but that was the important one is Monday night. So go ahead and stand up this morning. We're going to get ready for worship. We have the kids in here with us. Oh, yes. And just so you're aware, also on that service Monday night, we do have kids services. So if, you, if you're if you thinking, well, shoot, I can't come, nobody to watch the kids, bring them along. We've got children's ministries going on. Uh, be a part of that. Our children's church kids, you guys are in here this morning normally you're up front here which you're welcome to come up front if you want and i'm sure these guys won't mind if you bundle in with them but i encourage you guys to continue to worship god as you always do such a phenomenal job for us up here but this time you get to be out there showing everybody how to do it so father we thank you that you are in this place this morning i thank you lord that you inhabit the praises of your people so that as we exalt you this morning, Jesus Christ, I thank you for your presence, which is so sweet. We long for you this morning. We desire you and you alone in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: At the center of my life. of my life I placed you At the center Of my life For you took it all The way Every sin And every shame You took it all away, all my sin and every shame, all my sin and all my shame. Yes, you took it all away with the cost of your life. Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Lord I place you At the center Lord I place you At the center Lord, I place you At the center Of my life It's only Jesus It's only Jesus Lord, we place you At the center Lord, we place you At the center Yes, we place you At the center of all love. Oh, oh, oh. across the skies these hallelujahs be multiplied these hallelujahs be multiplied oh We praise Your oh God. We pray. It's great are you Lord, it's great are you Lord, you alone are worthy, it's you Great are you, Lord, great are you, Lord, in all of your ways, for all of my days I sing, great are you, Lord. Great are You, Lord. Declare that, sing that out. Great are You, Lord. In all of Your ways, all of Your ways. For all of my days, I. Oh, my
2: soul,
1: rejoice. Great is the Lord.
3: we declare in this house this morning that you are great. <laughs> you are mighty God. <laughs> And we worship you in spirit. And we worship you, our creator, in truth. We love and honor you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, this morning. Oh, Father, we thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people. We thank you, Father, for your presence. We thank you, Father, for that corporate anointing. We thank you, Lord God, that you're doing a deep work in all of our hearts individually. Our spiritual root system is going down deeper into the soil of your love. And we're bearing fruit upward for you. Father, we thank you that the corporate anointing is increasing upon your remnant church in this hour. And we purpose, Father, to press in to the most holy place. For you truly are an awesome and mighty God. And we ask you, Father, by your spirit to teach us today. Lord, let every ear be a listening ear. Let every heart be open and receptive to receive the seed of the Father's word. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Would you put that? We didn't get that confession up there, Caden, please, this morning. this is just on my heart. And a few weeks ago, the Spirit of God prompted me that we were to do this in the service before we start worship. But we're in worship now, but let's, let's say it. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Amen, 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 amen. Thank, Thank, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my mind. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Just my, my mind cannot comprehend That the creator of heaven and earth is here today. Not only in us, but upon us. Oh, we thank you, Father. Glory, 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 glory. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My, my, my. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing more important than Him. Amen. Amen.
4: I'm just going to read you a couple of scriptures out of Deuteronomy chapter 7 and 8 if you'd like to follow along. Then we'll receive this morning's tithes and offerings. And, uh I'm going to just kind of hit and miss for the sake of time because there's a lot here. But we'll start in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 12. And it says, the blessings of obedience. Then it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers, And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your land, the grain of your and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and your offspring of your flock in the land which he swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all people. There shall be not male nor female barren among you and your livestock. And the Lord will take away from you sickness and will afford. Afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known. Then I skip over to chapter eight, verse one. It says, Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you and to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Then down to verse 11, it says, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. By not keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you've eaten and are full, when you've built beautiful homes and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied. And all that you have is multiplied and increased. When your heart is lifted up, do not forget the Lord your God. Who brought you out of bondage to the house of Egypt. And led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which you were which were fiery serpents and scorpions in thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, with your fathers did not know that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good in the end. This is where we're at right now. Then you may say in your heart, my power, do not say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth, but... This is what you shall say. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power or gives you ability or gives you wealth to get wealth that he might establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. The promise of God is for those who are obedient and those who do not forget all that he's done for us, all that he's doing for us, and then all that he will do through us. So remember. The Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability and the power and the wealth to get wealth. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
1: For great are you, Lord. For great are you. Lord. you
3: God, I want to just take a, a a couple minutes and do some something different today because when God is good and blesses us, we should what acknowledge that He's a good God. He's a giving God. And I, what I'd like to do is I'm going to have my son come up here. This is Spencer's cousin. See how he's dressed: sandals and shorts. Yeah, like Jesus. Share with them what happened the other night. Yeah, it's on. It should be on. It's on. Is it on? Okay, it's on now.
5: Um, I got off work a little early Friday night. We decided to come home for her sister's prom last night and take some pictures. And we were on our way home. It was, what, 1130 between Tarnov and Humphrey. She was driving, naturally, she doesn't let me drive, and so also if she was driving, she was going a little fast, (laughs) 73 and a 70, 70. but we had no traffic around us, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she kind of screamed, and I caught headlights, and somebody came up behind us and hit us, they had to be doing 80 plus spun us a full 360 degrees through the median across the opposite side of the highway and in the opposite ditch. And here we are.
3: Without a scratch.
5: Not a scratch. They took off. We called 911, and they pegged him by Platt Center five minutes after. They think he was a drunk driver if it was the one that hit us. And he was going southbound on the northbound highway. Where he came from, I don't know. But we tithe, we have God's insurance policy. Amen. And so we're not concerned. We're alive, that's what matters. Amen. God is good.
3: Amen, amen. You know, you pray for your kids and your grandchildren. Continue to do that. Loose the angels of God to be around them. Amen, amen. Um, Amy, I want Amy to share. this This, to me touched my heart, and uh, because I've done things like this, not a lot, but tell them what happened at
6: Walmart. So I was walking into Walmart, and there was an older gentleman ahead of me, and I thought to myself, he, he had a walker. And I thought to myself, you know, I should pray for that guy, but I just, you know, I just dismissed it. You know, I've prayed for friends, family, and even acquaintances, but I've never played, prayed for a complete stranger, so I was like, nah, so I'm shaking. Um, So I kept walking, and he stopped in front of me to talk to the greeter and was telling him a couple jokes, and then I heard, you know, from here this time, like, pray for him, and I, I just just dismissed it again. I was like, no. And I kept walking and I came in on the, not the grocery side, but the other side. And with each step I took away from this guy, I just, my stomach, I was just so convicted with each single step that I took. And it got, I was about to where the cards were before I was like, you know what? I've been praying for God to use me like over and over. I've been praying this and here he is trying to use me and I'm just going to ignore it. Like that's stupid. So I was like, okay, God, I'll do it. So I, well, I had to go find the guy. Um, so I was like going up and down the aisles looking for this guy. It looked like a creeper, I'm sure. And then I, I finally found him and he was, he was around some other people and, you know, God told me to pray for him, but he didn't tell me how to do it in front of strangers or in front of an audience. So I, I just kind of kept following him around until we were alone. And, and then I, the
3: stalker. So
6: I did. And then, Spiritual so, stalker. So then once we were alone, you know, I said, um, do you mind if I pray for you? and being led to pray for you. He's like, well, if you think it'll help. And so I was like, okay. So, you know, I explained to him, well, of course it'll help. And then I prayed for him and thanked him and then I ran away. <laughs>
3: Amen. But she was obedient. So we need, we need to be sensitive to those down here. Just, just you know, we need to do something. And, and so I went into Walmart today to get donuts and... But I didn't have any leading, so I just got donuts. But but just be led by the Spirit. Amen. That's the main thing. If you'd put up, please, the slide. We're on a series on doctrine. In other words, what do we believe here at Harvest Church? And uh, we've covered a few things, and we're going to be getting into something specific. And this is our tenets of faith, and so... I want to read this to you. It says, The programs and activities of Harvest Church and World Outreach Center shall be based upon and at all times be consistent with the following beliefs. This is what we believe. The Bible is the mind of Christ and is the inspired, the only infallible and authoritative word of God. There is one God manifested in three personalities, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The reality of Satan and his present control over unregenerate man does exist. Now, how many of you believe that? That's a no-brainer. Okay, go on. Christianity is based upon the following. Number one, the supreme being of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, his sinless life, his miracles. Number three, his empathetic and atoning death through his shed blood, his bodily resurrection, his ascension to the right hand of the Father, his personal return in power and glory as the Lord of lords and King of kings the fall of man and his loss of dominion, which makes necessary a rebirth through confession and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Go on. Number nine, okay. The reconciliation man to God by the substitutionary death and shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The resurrection of believers unto everlasting life and blessing in heaven. And the resurrection of unbelievers unto everlasting punishment in the torments of hell. Number 11, the present supernatural ministry of the Holy Spirit... Who bestows the spiritual gifts of the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, various kinds of tongues in and among believers on the earth since the day of Pentecost and continuing until Jesus' Jesus' return. Leave that up there. Now, the first ten, I said the first ten, most churches are in agreement with. But you get to number eleven; it's the devil. Tongues is of the devil. You know, sometimes people just, if they just keep their mouth shut, they wouldn't display their ignorance. It's important that we look into into the Word of God, and 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 uh, the problem, the thing that happens with number eleven is because men and certain denominations come against something they're not aware of, and bottom line, they're scared of it. And because of that reason, it's, it's taboo. And that just isn't right. Either you believe the Word of God and all of it, or not. And so, thank you, you can take that down. So I want you to see, and this is where we're going to camp for a while, and I, I just know in my spirit, because is where we're supposed to be, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, because this church, Harvest Church, embraces the, the move of the Spirit of God. We believe in the presence of God. My God, the, the presence of God is just every Sunday I can hardly wait to be here. Amen. And I'm proud of our worship team. They're sensitive to God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. But we're going to take some time, and in fact, tomorrow night, we're going to uh, talk about the Spirit within and the Spirit upon. See, if you don't understand, there's two functions of the Holy Spirit. There's the Spirit within that comes at the new birth, and there's the Spirit upon that came upon the day of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And if you just lump it all together, you're going to be a confused individual. We don't want you to... To be confused. Amen? So this morning, I want you to look in your Bibles. Look at John chapter 14. John chapter 14. I want us to really begin to read the word, you know, like when we first became believers. You're hungry. Amen? You want everything. And what I'm going to do in the days ahead, I'm going to call upon some of you to share how you were filled, how the Spirit of God came upon you, and you you were filled with the Spirit and spoke in tongues. And the Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of tongues. I'm not ashamed of the gifts of the Spirit. It's in the Bible. It's for us today. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. John 14, Jesus said in verse 26, He said, but the Helper, everyone say Helper. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Say, teach you all things. See, if you're not teachable on number 11... You're not going to know anything. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, I want to read to you, and I forgot the amplified translation. Well, I guess I wrote it down here. I'll give it to you. Just listen to this. It says, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. Now, isn't that remarkable? He fills all those offices. He's our counselor. How many of you need counseling? See, I, I, my wife and I have never been very good at it. People want counseling. Well, there are people out there that are counselors. And like, like I, like I really believe if you have the counselor on the inside of you and if you'll take time to listen for his voice and his And be sensitive to his leading. You won't have to pay psychiatrists and psychologists. You won't need counselors if you're led by the Spirit of God. He's counselor. He's a helper. He's an intercessor. See what he'll do on Sunday morning. He'll help us worship Jesus. So he's he's the helper. Um, it says he's also our advocate, our strengthener, our standby. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will cause you, this is, this is what I need, right? You know, as you get older. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you of and bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Now, that one scripture there. If you'd read that and meditate on that, and if you're discouraged, that should bring some encouragement to you. That He's all these things to His people. Now, I want to make a statement by a gentleman, pastor. By the well, he a pastor and he's a, uh, an evangelist, and he's getting older now. But when I was young, he was well known. His name was Dave Roberson. Listen to this statement. Are you listening? The very measure of God's power in a believer's life is dependent on how much of his life is ordered by the Holy Ghost. Let me read it again. The very measure of God's power in a believer's life is dependent on how much of his life is ordered by the Holy Ghost. How submitted are you To the Holy Ghost. See, Amy, you doing what you did, you were obedient. So now I want you to understand something. Are you listening? This will happen again. It will. But every time you obey God, you get stronger. You get bolder. You get, become more confident because He is our, our Father, and He is the comforter, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the standby. He's all those things to His people if we'll just be obedient. So the very measure of God's power in a believer's life is dependent on how much of his life is ordered by the Holy Ghost. So you say, I want God's power. I I want to minister God's love and power to people. Well, you'll never be as effective as you should be until you get filled with the Holy Ghost. Say filled. Now, when I was young and we, we grew up in the 70s, that was the latter part. Some of you that are older, maybe you remember. Maybe you didn't recognize what was going on. Then maybe you weren't in those circles, but there was the charismatic movement. How many of you remember the charismatic movement? And I'll never forget I had a a good friend in high school and, and uh, I didn't know him as well then as I did later on. But he, his father was a doctor and he got into drugs. Gotta remember this is the 70s. And he got in the drugs big time. Well, and you've heard me tell, tell the story, but one night he was out in a car and somebody was driving and the car was going. I don't know how fast he just opened up and just the door and just jumped out. And he was hurt real bad, but God spared his life. Well, god he got a hold of God, got born again, and got filled with the Spirit. And this young man, at that point, went to a Bible school, and I found out about that. And long story short, he came home, and at that point in my life, I was searching. And I remember I invited him up to my house, which I was renting with another guy, and, and uh, he, he put his hand on me, and I was filled with the Holy Ghost. And I remember I wanted it so, I wanted to be filled because I was searching. There's got to be more. You just have this, there's got to be more and I wanted it all. See, I don't understand. I get a little aggravated with people why they just don't go chase God like I did. I I was a God chaser. I wanted the power. I wanted the infilling of the Spirit of God. I wanted to speak in that heavenly prayer language. Well, from then on, I was sold out to God, and the Holy Spirit has been so good and He's put up with me through the years because how many of you know we can be stubborn, we can resist His leading, and when we get into trouble, then we we repent. God's faithful to forgive us and give us another opportunity. So be like Amy and be obedient to those, those little impulses and on the inside of you, and, and you'll be blessed. Um, the early church was... Very dependent upon the Holy Ghost. Did they have smartphones? Computers? Television? Radio? The Postal Service? Well, I shouldn't even mention them. They're not that great now today, so. But they didn't have these things. But what did they have? The Holy Ghost. They had acts. They had that axe experience where they were there in that upper room, that 120 and the Holy Ghost was poured out upon them and they were filled with the, with the Spirit of God and they, with evidence and speaking in other tongues. They were hungry. Who said that? They were hungry. How many of you today are hungry for God? Spiritually hungry and thirsty for the things of God. Boy, I am. Amen. I want to read to you. This is a great book, and I'm probably will be using some of this. This was written a few years ago by an author named John Bevere, a very fine teacher, and I want to read to you what he what he has to say. He gave some examples and. The book of Acts is full of these examples, how the disciples, early disciples, and the church was led by the Spirit. So let me read some of these to you from Acts. We're going to just start at the beginning of Acts. Acts chapter 5, verse 3. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? What happened to them folk? <laughs> they died. How is it, Acts 5, verse 9, how is it that you've agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Acts 5, verse 32. We are witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit. Acts 7, verse 51. You always resist the Holy Spirit. We don't want to resist him, do we? Acts eleven, twelve, the Spirit told me to go with them. Amen. The Spirit told Amy, go pray for that man. Acts 11, verse 28, one of them showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine. Acts 13, verse 4, being sent out by the Holy Spirit. How many of you want to be sent out by the Holy Spirit? Acts 15, verse 28, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Do you see how the Holy Spirit was a part of their life? Acts 16.6, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. In other words, the Holy Spirit will direct you where to go. He'll give you, and that inward witness, yes, go here. No, that's, don't go there. Acts 16.7, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Acts 18.5, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified. Acts 19.2, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Acts 19, 21, Paul felt compelled by the Spirit to go over to Macedonia. And then Acts 20, verse 3, it says, The Holy Spirit tells me in city after city. And one more, Acts 20, 28, Take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit made you overseers. So do you see how they depended on the Holy Spirit? You and I should not do anything go anywhere without asking God to lead us by His Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. If you're a child of God, then you can expect the Holy Spirit to lead you. Amen? Oh, All Holy Spirit lead us every day. He goes on to say, Allow me to make some upfront statements that will become clear the more we delve, delve into this important discussion. First, there's virtually no Christian life without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, Christianity is dry, monotonous, and mundane. Without the Holy Spirit, our labor is draining and wearisome. Without the Holy Spirit, there is no fellowship with God. Remove the Holy Spirit from a church and one of two things will happen. It will morph into a social club. I used to, when I was a LeBois, I was raised Methodist. How many Methodists here? They were good at cookies. Because every time service was over, there were cookies. Now, my family, I didn't, we didn't usually stay. But man, they were good at serving cookies. See, churches can have all kinds of programs, but I want one that's led by the Holy Ghost. So if the Holy Spirit is removed in a church, it'll morph into a social club. It will become a religious institution. The truth is, there's no revelation without the Holy Spirit. In fact, without the Spirit, Scripture becomes lethal. For we are told the letter kills, but the Spirit gives what? Life. And I want life more abundant. There's no vision without the Holy Spirit. There's no joy without the Holy Spirit. There's no peace without Him. And there is no freedom without the Holy Spirit. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. See, it's so important that we... Know the Holy Spirit because God's doing things right now on planet Earth. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. That's what's going on in Earth today. And and I want to be right there in the middle of it. I want you to be right there on the front line. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. It says, now the Lord is the Spirit spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty say that where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty say it once more where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty there's liberty in this church because of the spirit Now, the Spirit of God is omnipresent. That's a big word. What's that mean? The Holy Spirit is, He is everywhere at all times. David wrote in Psalms 139, verse 7, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? So think about that. The Spirit of the Lord, He is everywhere. And that's where some people get confused, you know, how the Spirit of God can be in you. How could the Spirit of God can be in all of us individually, but yet corporately. That's where we have to understand the difference between being born of His Spirit, you have the Spirit of God, but then being, being filled with the Spirit. Because when you're a Christian through your life, there'll be many times, and the Bible says, be filled with the Spirit. That means continuously be filled. Just because you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues once and you're just 30 years later, well, I spoke in tongues 30 years ago. No, it's every day we need to wait on the Lord because there's fresh anointings. I want fresh anointing upon my life. Amen. You could say it, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's fresh. There's freedom. The Lord is the Spirit. Say that. The Lord is the Spirit. Wherever He is, there is freedom. Um, is the, is there freedom everywhere? No. C- could you go into some churches right now today, and would there be freedom? Not necessarily. See, that's what we need to understand. Where the Lord is the Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is. So, if the Spirit is Lord at Harvest Church, where the Spirit is in authority, if we allow that, we're going to have that freedom. Amen? And so, a lot of churches won't allow the Spirit to be in authority or to be Lord. And because of that, there'll not be freedom. And but see, I want Him to be in authority. I look forward to the day, and, you know, part of, part of me as a pastor kind of flinches at this, but, you know, there's been times when the Spirit of God's out poured out and pastor will just say, I'm going to turn this service over to the Holy Ghost, and he sits down. And part of me is going, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Well, maybe God will move. See, the Bible says some have a tongue, some have an interpretation. Some might have a prophecy. Some might have a testimony. Some might have a song or a hymn. Every every one of us in these last days is important. Every one of us has a gift that we need to function in. Amen? So, wherever the Spirit is is Lord, or wherever the Spirit is supreme in authority. In the book I, I was reading, and Kathy had made a note. Let me see if I can find it. She writes in her, when she reads, she writes little notes. And I thought, this is good. Wherever the Spirit is Lord, that's where there's freedom. And she wrote in here, why why we are losing our freedom in this nation. Why are we losing our freedom? Because we're not allowing the Spirit to be Lord. See, is Jesus Lord of your life? Well, that's that's the spirit of Christ, but is He really Lord of your life? I can't answer that for you. Are you obedient when when you know the God speaks to you and you're sensitive? I'll, I'll, I've told this story, but this is and they make fun of me because. But this is what, hap, what happens when you're led by the Spirit, and I was years ago. This is before Mary Jane's father passed away, and I drove out to see him. And I was on my way back to Grand Island, and it was pretty, and I was just so quiet, and I, I was just worshiping God, and and all of a sudden, in my spirit, came up this song. And you're going to laugh, because her name was Cindy Lauper. Bobby's grinning. You remember the song, Time After Time... <clears throat> And I'll never forget that. I thought, my God, why am I? (laughs) I'm I'm worshiping and then I get this song coming up in me, time after time. (coughs) So I went to Grand Island and I went into one of my antique shops. And I got out of the shop looked and looked across the street. And there on the billboard it said, time after time. That was a clock shop. I wasn't quite as obedient as Amy, but I drove about 10 miles outside of Grand Island. And I said, I got to go back. And I went back. And I walked into a shop. And there was the man behind the counter. And I'm trying to be nonchalant, like I'm looking at clocks. I didn't care about his clocks. I was interested in buying a clock. And I walked up to him and I said, I drove out of Grand Island 10 miles. And I drove back to tell you. What's going on in your life? I said, are you a Christian? And he said, yes. I says, what's going on? Well, so and so. Somehow he must have left the church. And I said, you better basically get your act together. You're important to the body. And I told him this. And I told him about the song and everything. He just stood and looked at me. And I've never been back. And I won't ever go back, you know, but. (laughs) But. But those are the, the kind of things when you live on the edge and you're open to the leading of the Holy Spirit and He's Lord, supreme, in supreme authority of your life. God will do stuff like that. Micah had, and I was just tearing up watching this guy. How, what's his name? Todd White. How many of you know who he is? You know who he is? Boy, I'm going to play you a Todd White next week. Short little video. I, I Fearless. Fearless. Hair, dreadlocks down to here. I don't know how old a guy is. Probably 50, 40s. Built, you know, very commanding presence, but he'll go anywhere. Restaurant. You know, they were at Disney World with their kids, and he's going on and on. He had his little girls praying for people. And I'm thinking, you know, yeah, an evangelist. I told Micah, a true evangelist is fearless. You'll go in the restaurant. We were in a restaurant last night, and I said to Micah, "Should I pull a Todd White?" We had a nice waitress, and he's looking at me like, "Oh God, Dad, don't do, this. don't, don't embarrass me." But you know, that's the kind of way we should we should live that way. We were, had Bob Lemon years ago. We were sitting at the same restaurant. We had a waitress, and he looked at her, and he read her mail by a word of knowledge. I mean, and it just, it's not just the preachers doing it. You operate in those gifts. And in this last, this last move of God, you're going to be operating that way. Supernatural ministry. ministry if you If you don't pray in the Spirit... And you're not sensitive. See, praying in the Holy Ghost will make you sensitive to his leading. I pray in the Holy Ghost every day. Every day. When I drive, I don't even listen to the radio anymore. I pray in the Spirit because it builds yourself up. It's that heavenly language that God gives you that, that edifies you and builds you up. Amen? So, is the Spirit of God... Lord of your life, we'll quit there. Let's stand on our feet. I, that's one main point. And uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is he is the Holy Ghost a person or an individual or is he just an influence? No, he's a real person. Now I'll say this to you, and you you get your texts and stuff. If you've not been filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues, what's wrong? And so, what I want to do, I really believe in teaching you, because I believe if I teach you from the scripture the, the the importance of being filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll understand it. Because I grew up Methodist, I didn't know anything except cookies after church. So we'll be teaching you Sunday mornings and and Monday night, the first Monday night I have every month, just Monday night. So. Tomorrow night, we're going to start teaching on the Holy Ghost. So you don't need to be afraid. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be afraid. Amen. You know, My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. And what I want to do is give you knowledge so you understand the necessity and the need of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Live the Spirit-filled life. Amen. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. If they leave with anything, Father, I pray your people leave with with this. They ask themselves this question is the spirit of God in supreme authority in my life. And only they can answer it. I pray, Father, that Those that are already filled with the Holy Ghost, it shall stir them up. Let there be a hunger and a desire to pray in the Spirit, to speak that heavenly prayer language every day. Those that have not been filled, that they recognize, just like salvation is a gift, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a free gift. You can't earn it. You receive it. And so, Father, I thank you for stirring the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to ask you one question. I want you to be bold. Is it, how many of you would say today, Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior? Okay. Good. That's, that's the main thing. Will you, will you come tomorrow night? Will you, will you, maybe somebody that's not heard about this, and Then would you just be a commercial for me? Amen? And and invite them to service. Why would you want to go somewhere where it's dry and there's no life or no tangible presence of Almighty God? I want to go where there's life. Amen? Amen, amen. Is there anyone here today that you're sick in your physical body? Yes. Your knees. Okay. Next. Well, I, I had the anointing on me before the service, and I was going to wait. I, I, I didn't know it was your next. Okay. Well, that's understandable. But yes. Back. Next, backs and knees. Lots of headaches. Okay. Brad, come here and help me. All three of us will pray. Now, the Bible says we can lay hands on the sick, and they will what? Recover. And so, what you need to do is just believe God, and receive it. Say this with me. Jesus, you're my Savior. You're my healer. I believe today, when hands are laid upon me, the anointing of God will drive out all sickness, infirmity, And pain in the name of Jesus. Put your hand, honey, on her back. We loose healing anointing today from the top of her head. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Healing is in the name of Jesus. We loose that healing anointing today, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy today in Jesus' name. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke in Jesus' name. Father, we pray today for these knees in the name of Jesus Christ, healing flow. Run and not be weary, walk and not faint. We loose that healing anointing in the name of of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Healing is the children's bread. Jesus, 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 Jesus' name, healing flow. Jesus, 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 thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, healing flow into this neck, stiffness and pain go. Whew. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You're the deliverer. You delivered them. You're their healer. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to be bold and say this, and I don't want to say it and have you be all questioning me through lunch. I don't want to hear it. You're planning this you know, things in the future. And I've told your mama this and I believe this that you're gonna go outside the states. And I can't tell you when, I can't tell you where, but just be led by the Spirit of God. Man, I sense there's an anointing there. Has that ever been a desire? We've never talked about it. to travel. Well, the traveling is gonna go outside this nation. And wherever you go, God's going to use you. You're practical. You're assertive. You know some things. You know how to use your hands. You know how to work. You both know how to work. You've got your nursing and your medical, and I can see you blessing a man of God, a woman of God, or a ministry. So... Don't need, you don't need to stew about it or wonder about it and cry when, when, when. You can talk to God and he'll speak to your heart. But the steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered. It's just take a little baby step. Maybe it's another state. Maybe it's this. But just remember this day. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And I see God sending you to Russia. No, I'm just kidding you. Take care of Putin. You need to win him over. Get him saved. Get his money. Cause he's got a lot of it. Amen. See, uh, in God good, uh, he's so good. Say God is so good. Let's eat. Amen. God bless you. Have an overcoming week and get out there and share the gospel.